This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning everyone. Shalom Aleichem. I want to just speak something out on Daf Samaches. This is more of a Lamdash point. The Gemara talks about the rights that a girl has that upon her father's demise, the brothers have to support her. The Gemara brings three opinions. The opinion of the Tanakama is she gets 10%. Easter Nechassim. This is also the opinion of Rebbe. 10%. She inherits 10%. The opinion of Rebbe Huda is we follow precedent. We, we follow what the father is presumed to have given would presumed to have wanted to give her as a dowry. Again, we're not talking about supporting her. That's something else. That's Mitnai Haksuba, that when a father dies, the daughter is supported from his estate until she gets married. But now we're talking about a dowry. For a woman to be desired in marriage, the boy has to know that Papa has cash, and Papa's going to help him out. The more things change, the more they stay the same. That the boy wants to know that there's a shver who's going to make it worth it for him, right? So, Rebbe holds, she gets 10% of his assets. The father has a million dollars, she's walking into the marriage with $100,000, okay? That's Medina de Gemara. Rebbe, uh, Rebbe Huda says, no, we evaluate what the father gave for previous marriages. The Chachamim say, no, we evaluate based on the father's financial standing. The Gemara says that, according to Rebbe, that she gets 10%, well, what do you, if you do if you have 10 girls and one boy? So basically, if the 10 girls and one boy, so the girls are going to take all his money and the boy is left with nothing. So Rebbe said that the first one takes 10%, the next one takes 10% of what's left, the next one takes 10% of what's left. Ultimately, they're only taking, they're taking let's say, 65% if you do the math. First one takes 10 out of 100. The second one takes 9 down to 81. The next one is taking 8.1. You know, Ultimately, they're taking, let's say, 65 out of 100. The boy gets left with 35. And then the Gemara says, the girls who took 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, they then divided equally. To which the Gemara says, why in the world would they divide it equally? The first one took 10 rightfully. She was entitled to 10. Why should she give up some of her ten to the tenth daughter who got married and only took only got much less. So the Gemara says Enechanami. Right? The Gemara asks, Each one took their own possession. Says the Gemara, Hachi Kamar. If they all come to get married together, they divide as if they were getting married one by one by one, and then they divide. But Enechanami. If they get married one at a time, the first one will get more than the tenth one. So Toysus asks a very important question. Look in Toysus. Let me see if I could put it up here. Toysus asks, tap Toysus here. Vim Toymar, Mishum Denises Koidem Denavsha Koidem Denavsha Shakla Lomaloine Chashva Apihabanas Hanasaurus Kiilu Hayukula Nisas Vasachas. So what? if the first daughter got married first. 
shouldn't she take into account that there are other girls after her so that they should all get a fair share of their father's assets? In other words, Tosis is asking, ultimately the Gemara says that they only divide and they all get equal portions of, call it the 65 out of 100, if they get married simultaneously. But if they get married one by one, then the first one will get 10 out of the assets, and then there's only 90 left, so the second one will get 9. And Tysus is asking, why is that fair? Why shouldn't girl number one take into account the fact there are more girls uh, after her, and they're going to need to support themselves, so they should all take from their father as if they were all getting married together. And Tysus gives a very uh, important insight that the din of taking Isr Nechassim is not an absolute takana. It's not a just a takana. It's an evaluation of we give each daughter a 10, 10%, because we assume that's the way the father would have treated them. But getting into human nature, indeed the father would have given the first girl who got married more than the second girl, because at that time he has more assets. So, uh, in the world of Rebbe, Enachanami, if they get married one after another, the first girl is going to get more. I, what do you mean? Shouldn't they divide equally? No, the answer is, this. it's not just a takana. Okay, every girl gets... Tem- it's, we're giving each girl what we think, in the manner in, in which the father would have given. And most fathers, the way they work, is that's how they give. They give... Um, the first girl more than they would give the second girl. They give people. That's how they give their sons to their to their daughters. If the father was alive, he would give ten percent to the first, and he wouldn't give less to the first. Because of the later, the girls who aren't married yet. I mean, if when they get married at the same time, so then all ten take 6.5, right? So why don't we say, well, when they get married one after another, why don't we, why, why don't we say, don't give the first one ten, give her the first one 6.5, because there are going to be other girls who get married later. The answer is, this is not just a stamatakana. We give the girls in a manner with which we think the father would have distributed to them. And human nature is, the father is going to give the first girl who got married 10% of what he has at that time. So we sort of distribute it in that manner. And I'm just going to show you one more example of this, the, the Rajba's question. Right, because the Gemara says that um, when they get married simultaneously... Um, the Gemara says that if they get married one after another, then Enechanami, the first one's going to get more. But when do we say they uh, divide in this manner? That's when they come to get married at the same time. So the Rajva asks the following question. Why is it that when 
they don't get married at the same time. They get married one after another. They should still divide equally. You know why? Because L'chaira, what are we talking about here? We're talking about where the father died. So if the father died, then as soon as the father died, shouldn't his estate become meshubad to these girls at the same time? There are ten girls. The father died. So why don't we say, even if they get married at different times, one after another, but wasn't the estate meshubad to all of them equally from the moment that he died? So why wouldn't they divide equally even if they got married at different times? Kashali, Aren't they creditors of the brother? And since from the first moment the father died, the estate is meshubad to them, nechasim, dinahu shouldn't the din be, the chaluka is b'shava, that they divide equally. Demai chazis the tafas lahai, ubasra lahai. Why should we see fit to do more to one and less to another? V amr, and if you're going to say, the ein ha'achin chayavin lohem, klum, ad shasinasu, and even if you're going to say, well, the brothers are not responsible until the time of marriage, ha-rebi gufehu. Rebi himself is the one who says, that whether they sell or they're mashkin, we're moitzian for a dowry. So that means they're, you're meshubid, meaning we see that Rebbe holds, that we view it, that the brother's estate, that they inherited from the father, is meshubid to the, to the girls. So even if they get married at different times, shouldn't they still all divide equally because it was meshubid from the time the father died? Listen carefully. Says the Rajba, it's meshubid to them that... The estate is meshubah to them, to be distributed to them, to be given to them, in the manner in which the father would have given to them if he were alive. You hear this? The responsibility of the siblings to their sister is not that the estate is meshubah to them. It's that they have to provide the girls in a manner with which they feel the father would have given to his daughters. And the way the father would have given to his daughters is he would have given the first girl who got married more, because at that time, the estate is more. Whoever would get married first, he would give based on the uh, value of his, uh, of his estate. And the estate that he has at that time. With the brothers also, whoever gets married first gets a bigger chilek. And the second one will only have what the first one uh, is left. That's what I got for you. And I'm going to wish you a great day. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.